Welcome back to Beyond Culture. We are the podcast that attempts to bridge the gap between culture and politics. Today we got a special guest in the building, Jermaine. He's back. Hey, 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 hey. So, back in the cut. I'm your host, Ivan. This is my co-host, Abel. And today we'll be discussing basically the U.S. election race so far. You know, every key races, candidates, everything surrounding it, and probably your ideas of who we would like to see as the primary candidate and who could actually challenge Donald Trump. So we'll just uh, go through... Uh, the candidate list talk about the key moments uh, i guess we could start with uh elizabeth warren what has been your take on elizabeth warren so far well what were your what were your take before the actual debate started debates yeah so uh yeah so we are recording this the day after the second debates yeah. so she she hasn't so for the first in the first debate she did not um she wasn't on the stage with like the big, the other big names, Bernie Sanders and uh, Joe Biden. She, she, she was, she was debating uh, Cory Booker mm-hmm. and you know the <laughs> other people. Um, so she pretty the first the, she won the first debate like the first oh, yeah, night yeah. of the first debate. She she just she just rammed through all the other candidates. But that's that was expected. She's pre, she's a pretty good politician. Yeah. She has a. She's been doing it for a while. She, she has a policy-based campaign. She has a lot of policies. Mm-hmm. Like she has policies on any everything. On yes, like even before oh, before her camp, like the debates even started. Like her as a because she's been I think uh, is it senator of Massachusetts? Yeah. Or, for like since twenty thirteen, so she's had she's had a lot of experience, and on top of that. Uh, I think she her campaign debut was probably the weirdest thing I ever seen. It was the one, the video of remember oh, oh, yeah. her and her husband with the beer. And yeah, he's like, can, oh, you, can you give me a beer? <laughs> and, and then on top of that, I remember Corny. She was, yeah, she was also on the Breakfast Club and she had it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Charlemagne was asking her about there because it it's alleged that she used um you know her native uh, native american oh, yeah, yeah, some yeah. pocahontas yeah as donald trump calls her okay we're not calling her pocahontas no no, no i'm just saying okay <laughs> but she used that towards her advantage and i was also a very controversial thing coming from her like even yeah. the first nation community said like she's not yeah but yeah. I'm actually quite impressed. No, that no, no. She did a DNA test, and the DNA test came out. She was like, "Well, one point two percent Native American." She but it's also really, something like that. There's a difference between I think there's a different a difference between I think having uh, ancestry and or being and being part yeah. of a tribe. No, I, I remember that was a specific distinction that she made sure that people knew because she didn't want because she didn't want to disrespect the yeah. But, but the, she only did that after the fact. Yeah, but the issue was that she used it to like it was alleged that she used it to further her career like yeah at, uh, she was teaching at harvard i, I believe yeah. and i like you saw on her application that she said she's yes you use this so. she's a native american <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so she kind of used you know how yeah. do you have uh, mm-hmm. like affirmative action and mm-hmm. these policies that make sure that more black people or yeah. native american get in these positions of power so yeah. she kind of she used it, you yeah, know, yeah. to her advantage. So yeah, I'm I'm actually impressed that it hasn't made, like no one has talked about it for the past. Oh no, Trump no, will bring it up, and and not even not even. I think it will, it will eventually come up when it comes to 
down to actually like the primaries and just her getting a proposal, which she won't be able to get. I would say the probably the the black vote for sure because our people black people don't really like phony people and Elizabeth Warren, like as soon as all somebody has to do is bring it up and then they'll be like, wait, what the heck? Because especially in in America where affirmative action has been such a big deal and it's been associated with specifically black people, but mm-hmm. that's not like the common thing. Like most people that get help from affirmative action are white white, white people, women. right? So women. yeah, white women. So that already creates a sort of you know yeah. pitting against each other. So yeah, but I don't know because black black people aren't going to vote for Trump. You know, even if 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 your argument is that she's not going to win the primary, so win the primary and become you know like the Democrat candidate, mm-hmm. maybe that's yeah. what that, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm not oh, saying I her against like I'm not saying the her, general not, election. They, no, they will they, they will just vote for whoever's the Democrat. Doesn't okay, matter. okay. For black people, right. yeah, but no, I'm, no, no. Black people aren't as monolithic. Yes, I guess think yes, they, they, are. they are. No, it's not. that's too. one big mistake. Yeah. That's one big mistake that a lot of people. Black people aren't as monolithic. It's just like um. Because back like in, in terms of voting, yeah, but voting in terms pro- of ideology, yeah, I would they, say they, they well, design. in terms of it depends where, and it depends the mm-hmm. time to like one thing that people fail to address is it depends the time to the context of which they were um which like the races were doing. It's like for instance back when George Bush ran, you know, mm-hmm. he was seen as a racist, you know, he was seen as like all those other stuff also play a factor. Yeah, how but, they come out. But, Taking but, but, the no, five, but, but no, but just just period. The black vote has always well, gone to Democrats. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's always a lock. So that's yeah. not even. That's no, not but this argument. year it might change. No, it won't. It, it just won't. Like, <laughs> it, it, might. it will even. It'll be even it, worse. Like, it'll be more. It just depends on the turnout rate. But exactly. the vote in general, like the share of the vote, is ninety plus is going to the Democrats, and that's not changing. I don't think soon. Look at how the GOP is doing in terms of. Like racial issues True. and those kind of things. That that's not changing. Um right. yeah, but Elizabeth Warren, she to come back to Elizabeth Warren, on the first like the first debate, she did pretty good. She she won that debate because it was pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. You know. Um the second one, which was so that was the first night of the second debate, mm-hmm. she actually did pretty good too. Yeah, she was one of the winners of the debate. Yeah, she did pretty good. Right. Like she was attacked her and Bernie were attacked yeah. by the moderates, but yeah. they were just Apparently she was the winner of the debate. That's what a lot everyone like yeah. I remember even CNN at the end of the debate they had like a panel mm-hmm. and everyone and we're um forgot what's the name of the dude, but like he asked around like sixteen people well, who do you think won the debate? Everyone said Warren won the debate. And she asked because she had a pretty monumental moment when she was on stage and then they asked her they're like, oh, I know, like, some candidates were going, like, they were just basically, it was a more moderate peop- uh, mm-hmm. candidates saying, oh, uh, your plans aren't realistic, whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah, John and, Delaney. And then, and then she, 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 like, she stopped. She's like, okay, I don't understand why uh, most, a lot of you guys went through all the trouble for running for president just yeah. to not put oh, yeah. new plans in place. Like, what's even the point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a pretty monumental moment. Like, every everybody was clapping, et cetera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a... Like she, she does. She's has had some big moments, but also, I I believe like not a lot of people talk about it. Like she did take some hits in terms of, in terms of in terms of policy. Like when it comes to healthcare, like her and Bernie did take some hits because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. their plan will raise the taxes on uh, on the, on the middle class. But we'll get we'll get to that later. I think a second candidate we could get to is uh Cor not Cory Booker. Um, Amy Klobuchar because yeah. I put Amy Klobuchar as my 
dark horse i'm oh gonna delete goodness. that tweet because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as a dark horse is somebody that emerges like somebody that has it's not really known but emerges in a place of prominence so i'm like she could be like a very she could either be a front runner like be one of the top tier candidates or yeah. she could be a great running mate because i'm like if amy klobuchar could put can, can pull like the rust belt like she has she has it she's a she's like she could be pretty moderate mm-hmm. in certain issues so that's something you need going into the 2010 election but throughout the debates man she she hasn't she's, showed up she had i think she hasn't no, no, showed, no. She showed she, up on she the showed first up, one but she was getting cut every single time not only, not only that doesn't matter if she shows up or not like she's not the candidate that people she's not appealing to certain people like they're not looking for a moderate women at yeah. all that's not what they're looking for this election around so it's just not her time that's yeah. what i feel like it's it's not really about really her it's just mm-hmm. it, this is not what the party is looking for right yeah. now and oh, first of all i remember this was like two months ago and then we were talking about the elections yeah you said that's when she announced you said that she was your dark horse i was like oh yeah. god you know like but, I, you, but you thought I meant like I don't know if you thought I meant Darko's as in she's gonna be like the best person. No, 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 I, no. I, I meant like she would emerge. As yeah, the, she would emerge. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I but didn't see that. Like yeah. I didn't see that happening. I remember telling you that I thought Yang was would be the dark horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Andrew Yang, and he, he's actually doing. <laughs> yeah, we can good. actually transition to Andrew Yang. <laughs> Andrew the Yang, yeah. you're the first one to introduce me to Andrew Yang. I remember you, we were talking on the phone, and you're like, "Yo, this is this guy." He's like he's been like he sent me a link like you should check him out you know he's mm-hmm. pretty big on on how technology like how automation is going to take away yeah. a lot of these like uh retail jobs or jobs mm-hmm. that are like truckers or et cetera, et cetera. i'm like okay let me and after i really got interested into andrew yeah, yeah. Like, i never that one of those candidates that really excites you because he talks he's talking about a lot of these candidates have the same message you know yeah. this guy has a completely different message than all of yeah. them mm-hmm. like i don't know if you want to talk yeah about he them. he totally looks like he doesn't belong on that stage like yeah. that's yeah. he's the tip with like, no tie yeah like the, the, the <laughs> so thing relaxed. is he's the candidate he's like the internet candidate you know mm-hmm. like the youtube him and uh Tulsi gubbard and Tulsi and uh marianne no 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 Tulsi gubbard is let's more not, mainstream let's, yeah let's not talk about Tulsi, but she yeah I don't, but I don't think, I don't in terms of actually being online like on youtube how they're doing on let's say youtube twitter and how engaged oh, they're okay, getting yeah. mm-hmm. they're making people i feel like those are winning that but you know you still have to go in the real world most of the politics is mm-hmm. off twitter youtube you know but in terms of like going online and and uh and being on these new platforms that politics is actually being uh discussed on those like they're doing pretty good you know so like i i like yang he, like he's his big idea is ubi universal yeah. basic income yeah. uh, he wants to basically give every american from mm-hmm. 18 to 64 i believe $1000 a month yeah. you know to offset uh the the interruptions and disruptions of uh, technology and mm-hmm. and uh, artificial intelligence but he there's a lot of criticisms on how he plans on getting his the money to to fund the UBI so like first of all you you have the people on the right who say it's too costly but but also you have people on um, the left who are saying that the way he wants to to get the money is kind of re- regressive so he wants to have a, a value added tax yeah which basically adds like adds a tax to every process of uh, like every step of the process of making a product mm-hmm. so 
you know like i'm not he, a yeah he like he brought up amazon yeah yeah he like the way he like what he wants to his goal is he wants to tax big company big tech companies such as google amazon and these like facebook you know because these companies aren't paying much in taxes they're not paying at all amazon didn't pay any ta- federal tax i yeah. think last year maybe the year before too you know so they're these companies are the tech companies are um they're figure, figuring out a way of not paying taxes because there's loopholes within the taxes so yeah yeah loopholes that donald trump always boasts about going <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh yeah we're going to we're going to have a, a episode an episode on technology and we'll get further into artificial intelligence and all these t- types of things but uh like but the point is people are saying that his the way he's he's going to get that money to 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 pay for ubi so uh the value added tax is just going to add the price on consumers and not yeah the actual companies mm-hmm. and also the other thing is 18 to 64 that makes that means that those people who are 65 and up the retired people who have no income except you know the money they're getting from mm-hmm. like their retirement funds and mm-hmm. whatever that's a that's a big tax that they're getting so it's almost as if it's a tax increase on those people mm-hmm. so that's an issue you know that's a funding issue but i'm I'm actually in, genuinely interested in UBI and like um I was so bummed out when Doug Ford um canceled the the, the uh, UBI program that they're test, testing out in in uh, Ontario but yeah that's that's Yang and he's been doing the first debate I was really disappointed because he he just didn't like he didn't show up he and said, even the first debate I didn't I didn't even put that on him I'm literally I put that on the moderator cuz especially when you're going into your first debate you don't want to come off as too aggressive mm-hmm. especially to the electorate because it just it just looks weird especially you're the new guy and i think it's where the moderate has to do their job of making sure these like fringe candidates are yeah. getting their mic time like there's even some sometimes he felt like i don't i don't know i'm not sure if it's confirmed yet but i know he was he was saying his mic would get caught off yeah. when he was trying to talk and i'm like if that if that happens, then you already see that they're not really, they're not helping his case. And yeah. obviously in this election, you always have to help yourself. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Like in the first election, I, was, I wasn't I was more disappointed in him. I was just disappointed in the, just the way it went down personally. Because I yeah. really, because I knew he's a guy, when you want to talk about candidates of substance, mm-hmm. Andrew Yang has a lot of substance. Yeah. So I'm like, I, every time he talks, you listen. Because mm-hmm. it's like, he's saying real stuff and he's putting the math behind it yeah like he always has this one line it's like the one guy that will beat trump is an asian guy who knows math or something <laughs> yeah. so i always liked him yeah yeah the first debate he said that his mic was getting cut off i just like for me i thought he just wasn't too much um he wasn't that involved you know uh, i felt like he was waiting for moderators to to say, okay, Mr. Yang, what do you think about this? Instead of actually jumping in. Yeah, like Bill de Blasio. Yeah, just jump in, you know, and then have the moderate say, oh, oh, hold on, you know, you have to mm-hmm. respect the rules. Mm-hmm. I, I, let them actually enforce the rules and mm-hmm. don't just wait for the moderates. But he he kind of learned. But yesterday, uh, yesterday on the second debate, he... Um, he performed. He performed well. Like mm-hmm. he he didn't jump in the in the whole you know the whole fight or whatever. But he he had like his answers were pretty like clear cut mm-hmm. and well prepared. You know he had a good answer on healthcare. They asked him about uh, 
they asked him why he's for Medicare for all, mm-hmm. and he had like a really good answer, like it was sharp, right on point, mm-hmm. and then. Yeah, so Yang and he's he's also doing pretty good. He's he almost uh, he's almost qualified for the debates for the upcoming debates. Yeah, I think he has in. I think he's he's either over the threshold, which is because the deadline comes. Uh, you have to have one hundred and thirty thousand unique donors. Mm-hmm. Is he's either at right now maybe at one hundred and twenty, or he's right, or he has passed it, yep. and then you also have to be. And I think it was, f- it's either three or four polls where you're polling over, I think it was 2%. Four. four. Yeah, four polls. Were over he has 2%. three out of and four. Yeah, he already has three out of four. So mm-hmm. we'll most likely be seeing him again mm-hmm. in the the debates in September, which I'm actually pretty excited about. Because mm-hmm. you know when Andrew Yang talks, he actually, like, if when he, when he, he is able to deliver like his plan like thoroughly mm-hmm. like he looks like he belongs on that stage like mm-hmm. and it says it's so weird because as a, as you said like he looks like he doesn't belong in some of his appearance and everything but mm-hmm. when he talks he's like yo this guy belongs amongst the top one of the top candidates there, yeah, yeah. you know mm-hmm. you have any take on andrew yang well, i think one of the issue with um andrew yang is like it's i don't think it's really his fault but like He's not really like enticing to like the average American, you know, like when the average American sees the like, yeah, this guy has points, but like, there's not really something that makes you gravitate towards him, you know, it's like something he lacks, like, it's almost to a certain degree charisma. It's like, for instance, when you listen to Donald Trump, like, whether you like him or you hate him, but like the people that like him when they listen to him, you know, there's something about Donald Trump that attracts those people to him and which I think that Andrew Yang lacks, he lacks of that. So like. In a general vote, maybe like maybe like um, I don't really think he is the ideal candidate because he's not just like it's not in terms of substance, but like maybe I think maybe personality or maybe it's just like people not like nowadays aren't really interested in what he's saying or for know. whatever would, reason. But like would, he's not he's not attractive to like the mainstream. I would disagree because I think he's one of he's one of the of the more funny candidates. Like even during his closing test uh, closing line. In the last, uh, the recent debate, he was like, he was like, oh, um, we basically we all we all dress up, we all have our talking points, mm-hmm. and whatever we all are moving like we're in a reality show. Yeah. That's why we yeah. elected a reality star mm-hmm. to be president, mm-hmm. and everybody starts laughing. Like he's a he's a funny guy, but it, also he's a very he's very realistic because you know he always tweets about this. He's like. You know, if only most Americans were actually on Twitter, <laughs> I would win the election. Because he knows that most Americans, like Rob, they're not all on Twitter. So he has to appeal to average Americans who yeah. do not have Twitter, etc., who do not have social media, you know? Yeah. So it's during those debates, as you brought up, that once he, if he seizes his moment, then you know he can move. <sighs> He can move further on. Well, it's almost as if he has to do a better, a better job in marketing himself to, like, the average American. People who are not on social media. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he can do that. I feel like he also, like I was looking um, at his, how he's running his campaign. He He's actually, he has a lot of money. like, And he hasn't yeah, spent a lot he's, on Because he's on an ads. entrepreneur. Because him, like, it's as if what he wants to bring is like that entrepreneurship and makes him like more mainstream. Yeah. So like the average Like he's raised, he's raised a lot of money. and yeah, he made a lot of money. <laughs> no, not like he's not, he's not that rich no, but he's not he, that rich yeah but no, he that. he's raised a lot of money for the campaign mm-hmm. and compared to other campaigns mm-hmm. he has you know mm-hmm. so you know the what's happening there is that he, he's he's almost is as if he's almost waiting for 
for the field to narrow so mm-hmm. that he can actually start mm-hmm. advertising himself. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to that. All right, let's move on to Beto O'Rourke. Beto, actually, he did, like, even though people were obviously argue he's doing terrible now. Like, he, he was on a high. He yeah, he low. was. He brought up a very good point during the last debate. Uh, for those who know who don't know, uh, Beto was in a Senate race versus, versus Ted, Ted Cruz, Cruz yeah. who has been uh, the senator there for a while now. Of Texas. He has... He actually made the race in Texas a tight race. And yeah. Texas hasn't been tight for years now. Yeah. So that's what I think he brought up last election. And it's very true. Like he, Beto O'Rourke during the, those, that, that Senate race was able to pull like all the young, the, the young voters. He was able to energize that base that doesn't really get excited for elections, especially not in Texas. Mm-hmm. And they actually made it a tight race, which is why going into the, actual like debate series i i thought i'm like okay well even before, before the debate but just going in through the race itself i'm like yo this guy's actually gonna be a good a good uh candidate mm-hmm. like amongst mm-hmm. obviously the yeah. the crowded field i'm like yo this guy stands out he has that charisma some pundits are even saying he has that touch of the robert kennedy and yeah he, he really looks he's really it, charismatic exactly like what? he was he had a he was like before, before the base even begins, he already had his Rolling Stone cover with the thing "Born to Run." It's like everything born, was yeah, born for this, yeah, born for, and everything was written for him to really be that guy, that charismatic young guy, mm-hmm. pulls in the youthful. He has the gene and the blue and like, the blue, like a shit. Reagan. Like yes. I remember, there's a Reagan cover, like a cover that they made for Ronald Reagan, where he was basically wearing the same t- stuff that. Battle war for that mm-hmm. Rolling Stone cover, mm-hmm. you know. So he's really charismatic, and the, the other thing too is that he was able to uh, get the Hispanic vote and actually mm-hmm. get the Hispanics and the Hispanic community in uh, Texas to be really involved in in politics there, you know. So he's he speaks Spanish. He always. Yeah. Like in, in during the first debate, he yeah, I think yeah, he started with yeah. like a, in Spanish. He answered a question in that Spanish. Was, that was literally the that, that was the that was the headline of the oh of the God. first debate. Now, because I remember everybody wanted to speak Spanish. I remember there was a there's a screen grab of uh, of Cory Booker mm-hmm. looking at the people speaking Spanish. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. he took my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah, it was. Yeah, for sure. But he's he's really he charismatic. Um, like that's like the thing that uh. You know that I noticed about uh, Beto is how he he actually looks like a, an American president. He does. He, really he looks does. like a Kennedy or an Obama. He like put put aside the policies and you know like mm-hmm. the ability to run the campaign or whatever, mm-hmm. but just the 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 charisma part. You know because politics mm-hmm. is not well. It's not mostly about policies. Not or, anymore. No. You know it's mm-hmm. mostly about how you're going to perform on TV and yeah. how you. People are looking at you mm-hmm. and uh, what you make them feel, you know. So, and and Beto was the we I remember we talked about it. Beto is the king of knowing when the camera's rolling and doing the right thing. Exactly. I can't tell you the first time I was introduced to Beto was when he was at he was, he was at some town hall and he was talking about African Americans about how young mothers are dying at an alarming rate at the at the hospital how they're you know they're they're their pain levels aren't taking that seriously. I'm not saying that's true. I don't know. I haven't really done the research to say that, but mm-hmm. I'm saying the way he talks, it really appeals. It, yeah. it appealed even to, to the black voters, which is very important for yeah. a Democrat. And on top of that, you see him on, oh, every, which I find really funny. He was always on 
coffee tables, always <laughs> yeah, talking yeah, cool like hilarious. this. And he has that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He has that. He really has that knack of a politician. No, him. he's he's like he was. He's a natural politician, yeah. quite frankly. So, I'm, like I'm wondering, why is he not doing better? That's why it's sad. You know, he tailed sad off. To that's see, the thing. He tailed you know? off. And like he, he was highly anticipated coming in the race, but now it's like, oh well, he's just like another guy. Yeah, and he hasn't made really an effort to really differentiate himself from like the rest. Yeah, he he had, uh, uh, yeah, a while ago he had like a big uh, climate almost, policy. Yeah, it's almost up, as if he got um, bottle in the lightning for like an instance when he ran with Todd Cruz. He had like some momentum coming mm-hmm. in, but then after it's like, what do you do after? Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if like he wasn't prepared for the after. Yeah, like but, what do you do when you start tailing off? And yeah, he still has time. You remember? Um, I don't know if you saw the reports, but apparently the the Biden campaign was consulting. They were trying to see if Beto could run, could be the running mate of uh, Joe Biden. Ooh. That was before Biden actually was in the race. Mm-hmm. You know, so they were trying to see if they could actually just start start the campaign mm-hmm. and say we're running. Uh, Joe Biden's running for president. Beto as his running mate straight off the bat you know but but now but now we'll we'll get we'll get into it but i i feel like joe biden has another running mate for me that i you probably can guess who you can guess who i want no no gabbard oh hell no that's not happening (laughs) (laughs) we'll get let's get to tulsi because tulsi gabbard has obviously she came out all way yeah so (laughs) tulsi gabbard is um She's had some criticism already to begin her cannab- uh, uh, candidacy uh, because she was she met with Bashar al-Assad and she will never say that he's a he's, he's a, a war, criminal. war criminal and whatever. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's not it's not a it's not a big issue simply because she's not it's not, it's not like she's an apologist because when people say oh mm-hmm. so because yesterday she was in an interview with Andrew Anderson Cooper he's like mm-hmm. okay but Bashar al-Assad kills his own people or whatever she's like mm-hmm. I don't dispute that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's because she's looking at the bigger picture in terms of whatever that diplomacy will look like. Because mm-hmm. she's as as some people will know, she's very isolationist. She doesn't think that America should be the police of the world. Mm-hmm. And that's funny because that uh, that saying Those could trumps. resonate with a lot of millennials who don't like who, who and say, even GOP people yeah. who, who yeah. voted for Trump. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they they even I, I'm saying millennials because millennials are, have often been the one that they don't when it comes to them. They don't have the type of reverence the older generation had towards the military. They always mm-hmm. see the military as some as another just tool to enforce some mm-hmm. torp, some type of oppression violence, whatever the mel- millennials think now. Mm-hmm. But Tulsi Gabbard, the fact that she's saying, "Yeah, I think America shouldn't be the police of the world," should resonate with a long a lot of of young voters. But I think the reason that it won't is because. I feel like it's the way the media treats her, as in she's that oh, very. And also, Trump has that same point too. That's well, what Trump. But he's not doing it. it. Yeah, it doesn't. Does I, I think it's just like because they make her look as she's like a super fringe candidate, and to me, it the Bashar al-Assad thing does. For, it's not a big deal. Like yeah. she's a she's a congresswoman from uh, Hawaii. Is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, congresswoman from from Hawaii. Like she, when it comes not only that, when it comes to the environment, mm-hmm. like Hawaii has a very good conservation policy like they they when it comes to green energy conserving the planet mm-hmm. and just taking yeah. care of the of ever, everything hawaii is is one of those key states that actually do that so Tulsi gabbard yeah. in that sense already her the this whole green new deal and etc it's not about the it's not just talking points it's something that she actually does yeah, and right? she was talking about how um 
She had a Green New Deal before the Green yeah, New Deal. Just, just click it. Just click That's it. what she said. Yeah, she was talking about how she... Uh, like. Well, she, take a pause. We'll take a pause. Yeah, I was saying... Tulsi Gabbard was talking about how uh, she had, like, a, this legislation on uh, climate change and, you know, and conservation and just the environment, whatever. You know, so... But, yeah, the media is just... They're just going hard at her for no reason. Like, the... Uh, I understand part of the criticism about the whole how she she she's looking at the russia the syria conflict so she met with um the president in russia the leader of of syria is he is he, he's the president right i think it's yeah, uh he's not a prime minister yeah, yeah he's the president bashar al-assad um she met with him but for me that's that's not well you you meet with the dictators that's all right you know uh but the thing is saying that he's not a war criminal that's that's a bit of a stretch it's not as if she's in she's already in the position of power whereas she can't because that would she can't say it because that would be uh yeah, would an impediment for for diplomacy mm-hmm. she, she's just a congresswoman you can say that that stuff and once you're running and or once you're like close to winning the presidency you you're going to uh like bring down your your rhetoric, your rhetoric you yeah, know but the thing so, is it's not like she's saying he's a nice guy like it's a difference between her and trump trump he's saying king to is a nice guy I like him we like each other we're best yeah, but trump blah, 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 blah. yeah but Tulsi, it's not like kosi gabbard's saying she likes him he's a nice guy that's why i see i understand the criticism but i'm like it's not it shouldn't be as big of a deal as yeah for trump. sure yeah. yeah for sure and plus yeah. if you look not at how trump, trump ran no 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 but if you look at how trump wait, 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 he always go back to he praised putin and he still got elected okay yeah, like, praise, so it's kind of like hypocritical how do you elect someone that praise like yeah, your mortal enemy he's a republican yeah, talk about democrats and you have democrats that you know you're talking about how, like how what do you think she would be a running mate of, huh? uh, oh well because um Actually, we'll talk about it when we talk about Kamala Harris because we're going to talk about her record and okay. Who? So who do you want to turn to next? Turn to next, uh, Joe Biden. Joe and Biden. Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe. Un- Uncle Joe. What about Bernie first? Bernie, he kind know. of like tailed off too, you know. Bernie yeah, had the momentum like the previous election, <laughs> but he got screwed over by the Democratic Party. He did. So this time when he came comes he back, did. like he doesn't have like that fire that he used to, you know. People don't gravitate towards him as they used to, no, like for the. I thought election. I thought Bernie was not running this election because I'm like, yo, he met the way like you said yeah. the way he got screwed over last election mm-hmm. by the campaign, and that's why people. That's why the people are saying. <laughs> that's why the people are saying the DNC is corrupt, but. Yeah. He really did get screwed over by the DNC, yeah. and because when you look at it this way, the just the the Democratic base mm-hmm. were stronger for Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. than they were for Hillary, and mm-hmm. Hillary is what allowed people to say I have to pick from one lesser of two evils. Yeah. You can't say that with Bernie, right? Yeah. So that's why I thought, okay, this guy misses, but it sucks for him. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a Bernie Sanders fan at, at all, but I'm just saying for him, it sucks because yeah. he misses both. So I didn't think he was running. He, he got so when, screwed over. Yeah, so mm-hmm. when he started, when he started running, I'm like, uh, I don't know if you have that sauce, but, yeah, he, he, but, but he, was, is, he was leading before Biden came in the yeah, race. That's what I'm saying. He was doing well and he was polling better than Trump in some, in, in some key states. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, he's doing, He's actually doing pretty yeah, but, well. But that's just because no, he had the biggest name out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Biden, He was Biden, second. Yeah. He was... Mm-hmm. No, 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 he, no, no. Because no. when he... Before he, Biden, yeah. Yeah, when, before Biden, he was like the front runner, scheduled front runner yeah. to come out of the Democratic Party. But when Biden came, Biden like destroyed everyone. Yeah. yeah. But Bernie Sanders, what I'm... I was, like, I think it's important to say that guy is literally 
the thought leader of that party. Like, I'm, yeah. in the sense, like, when he says something, everybody has to take a position on it. <laughs> like, if you don't take a position on it, then there's a problem. Because yeah. he also, that, that's what happens when you say the most radical things. You got, everybody has to take a position. You have no choice. And as a candidate, like, if I was on stage, I'd be so cheesed because you don't want to. Because during the first election, I mean, during the first debate, I think it was a it was a position on whether you should take away uh, private insurance, you know, mm-hmm. when you're doing oh, Medicare yeah. for All. And it forced Kamala Harris to make a decision and on the spot. And bring up her hand. Exactly. Yeah, when so, she didn't want to. Uh, she didn't want to. And then she had to backtrack after the election. It, that, that for me debates, showed, yeah. it showed me that Bernie Sanders is the thought no, leader of that it's party. Not just the, the, it's not just a race. It's also just the, just the base, the Democratic base mm-hmm. in general. You know, like uh, Medicare for all wasn't a thing before Bernie Sanders. Yeah. It wasn't. You know, so Bernie Sanders came in and said, first, like, we're going to have Medicare for all for mm-hmm. everybody. We're going to have $15 minimum wage mm-hmm. and all these things, all these policies. And mm-hmm. now, like, first of all, everybody is running off of some sort of Medicare for all. Although people are saying mm-hmm. my Medicare for all has private insurance, this yeah. and that, you know, but... Bernie has defined that conversation, you know. So, in some sense, he's won. He's won that that part because part of his agenda in 2016 is is uh, like the mainstream agenda of mm-hmm. every single candidate. Now, at, there's not a lot of people. Uh, they haven't talked about the minimum wage yet because you know, mm-hmm. but tuition they have talked about yeah yeah free tuition that was bernie too Mm -hmm. now everybody's he has a free (laughs) tuition plan you know so bernie basically everybody is running a sort of bernie at least bernie bernie light Mm -hmm. 2016 Mm -hmm. campaign now if you take out the hard moderates even biden is actually he's moved on a lot of these issues you know but i think there's a there's right now there's a very there's a strong fight between progressives and moderate within like we saw that during the first night of the debate the moderates were going at bernie sanders and elizabeth warren and it, it was kind of in the They're sense of, their ass kicked yeah. and it was, it was it was basically tag team versus like both of them versus the rest of the thing because they're like saying all these plans that you guys are seeing mm-hmm. are not realistic you guys are going to get trump reelected, and it's always this with these guys man when somebody's like actually question like like questioning you on the policies you're putting forth, it's always the same thing. Oh, you're just saying a Republican talking point. Mm-hmm. No, these are questions that regular Americans are asking themselves about your platform. You can't say everything's a Republican talking point. That just sounds like you don't want to answer the question. Because mm-hmm. something saying something like Bernie Sanders here to say, uh, we obviously we want the Medicare for all, we want free tuition for all, and free tuition for undocumented immigrants. Mm-hmm. It's like. That is that is very very <laughs> radical. You don't even have free tuition for Americans themselves. <laughs> exactly. So now we have to move to do undocumented, yeah. onto documented and like it's yeah. it's really yeah. even climate change too. Bernie led the debate because if starting from um if you look at the uh, last um last election, Bernie too like one of the platform ran on was like um clean energy and like how we should take care of the environment and he put place like um. And storing um some rules like to regulate like the fossil fuel industry. Yeah, yeah no that's fossil of his, fuel. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's also, one of his big points. If you look at what happened after the midterms, uh he co sponsored, I think, the the Green New Deal. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was one of the co sponsors. And the Green New Deal was actually that was actually what started this whole 
climate change debate in terms mm-hmm. of legislation and debate mm-hmm. and you know how mainstream it is you know mm-hmm. so bernie he's defining the race he he's basically he's he defined the race more yeah. than biden yeah. is quite frankly he's, biden has the name yeah the just name, has yeah. The, the name mm-hmm. and he's just reacting to mm-hmm. to the forces mm-hmm. the external forces mm-hmm. of the race but bernie is but actually bernie's the, defining the race but he's not he's, yeah, he's, he's not leading he's, he's not yeah. he's not he's not leading and he's not going to win the Cause he's not going to be the part of he candidate. he needs he needs to like light up the fire in people like he did back in um two thousand um the previous election cycle yeah yeah he needs to like because then he had that momentum too because he was new and his ideas were like new too you know it was like unconventional idea it wasn't mainstream and he also spoke towards like the younger cohort he spoke towards um the um the larger cohorts which mm-hmm. is like the young people and like the college. At, like outside of college and like all sorts. So then he had that fire, but it's as if as now, like it's almost as if he's kind of lost his touch with those people or maybe either those people gravitated towards other people. So then what I think is Bernie needs to refine like the fire, you know, he needs to refine like the burn. Like they used to say, feel the burn, you know, no one's feeling the burn. (laughs) He needs to redefine that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Also, one thing about Bernie is that you're saying how there's people are not feeling the burn. Yeah. But the, the problem is, it's not that Bernie is not performing. It's just the, the field is really, really progressive now compared to what they were in 2016. True. If you look at Elizabeth Warren, it's almost hard to differentiate between Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. It's like there are only really, really small differences. Although, the, as you they said, like on the uh, debate stage, Warren calls herself a capitalist mm-hmm. and Bernie oh, yeah. is like I'm a socialist huh. but they're pretty much they're pretty much almost I would say almost the same you know mm-hmm. like at least in terms of how progressive if you had to like say rate them in terms of how progressive the candidates are mm-hmm. those two are like the closest on the far end of the progressive the progressive spec- spectrum mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah, because it was so funny. Because Bernie Sanders is was the I, I'm not okay, he's not the king, but he was one of the he's one of those guys that said that kept setting the stage for identity politics. So before I remember when the we were before the debate started, he was like, "It doesn't matter whether the candidate is white, black, the skin color doesn't matter. They have to bring forth a good plan." It was so funny seeing him go because the only reason he brought it up is because people were a lot of. The media and just people in general are saying, "Man, why do we need another old white guy?" <laughs> old you white know? guy. So he felt the yeah. Democratic Party tends to eat his own, and he kind of fell. He fell into that because you're not at the top of the list of what people want to see. They don't want to yeah. see another old white yeah. guy. No, but one thing he has going for him is he's Jewish, so that would be a that, that would be a new. That's guy. a bag too. He's that's he's a, pretty that, much that, a that atheist. Doesn't, it doesn't not, even matter. He's a a religious does, Jew. So at this point, it does not matter. It doesn't matter. But I do. I like. I'm I'm for their chances. I like I like a Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, uh, take it together because they they look. I don't good. even know if they would work together. <laughs> I don't. They know. would they would look good, man. They would. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think don't. Bernie could take orders like that. That's that's one. I think Bernie would he's he would be aggressive in pushing his policies, and he would have his own agenda too. That's it's the like thing. they both would have an agenda, but Bernie would try to push on his agenda. Yeah, but, and the thing is, I don't. Th- uh, Elizabeth Warren, I don't think should play second fiddle. No, no. And, and, and she Sanders, doesn't. She shouldn't. And Bernie Sanders is 
too old to play second fiddle. He's yeah, like, he's like he's, Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> yeah, he's too old to go on the bench. Uh, yeah, and Elizabeth, like, it wouldn't be fair to Elizabeth Warren to, yeah, to be she's a done vice it, president. Yeah. Hell no. But, like, that's so, just, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, uh, moving on to, like, Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Um, if you really, when you talk about dark horses, he's a dark, he was definitely a dark horse during, because he came from a, a completely un, unknown, like nobody, like, yeah. we did not know who Pete was. At least with, when I was saying um, uh, Amy Klobuchar would be the dark horse, she mm-hmm. was already a, a senator that made a name for herself during yeah. the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, mm-hmm. right? So we kind of had an idea who Amy Klobuchar was. Pete Buttigieg, nobody knew him. Yeah. People didn't know how to say his last name. <laughs> yeah. For the, first, for, the first, for, the, for the first two weeks. But one thing that really struck me about him is he was very he was a guy like of a master of all trades, a jack of all trades. He he knew how to speak Swedish. He was in the he's a veteran. He's gay. He's gay. He's um He's um, he plays instruments. He's young. He he's speaks young. French. You remember yeah. uh, when Notre Dame uh, was oh born. yeah, he's yeah. got burned. I'm like, like, I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy can really. He was like, je suis là avec, j'ai le yeah. cœur avec nos frères français. <laughs> you talk about him. Just that guy. If that guy was simply a diplomat, he'd be the best diplomat. Yeah, he is like as his Secretary of State. Yeah. he would be. I think he would be a good Secretary of State. Yeah. Um, yeah, like he's like he. It's just incredible, given that he's a mayor of a like. It's a small city, yeah, relatively, really, really small. you know, South Bend in, yeah, in yeah. Indiana. He he hadn't he it didn't have he doesn't have any national national experience like mm-hmm. experience on in national politics. He ran for the chairman of the DNC, and he he didn't win. He mm-hmm. was third in the race. So it's just amazing how how far he's come given that this guy is just a mayor of some yeah. it's not it's not if it's not as if he's a mayor of new york or something yeah, exactly he's, south he's, bend indiana right yeah really small Tiny. and uh, for me what interests me about pete Buttigieg, like he's really he's you can see that he's really learned he 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 knows his stuff you know yeah. he's young he's 37 yeah. which is which is just insane yeah super you, young you know um but what differentiates Pete from the other at least a lot of other candidates in the field is that he wants to make systemic changes in terms of how politics is is done in in the in Washington so you have a like Bernie Sanders for example Elizabeth Warren, she has a systemic change, like plans to change the system in Washington. But if you look at someone like Bernie or whoever you're talking about, mm-hmm. they're, they're talking about Medicare for all, mm-hmm. education, this and this and that. Mm-hmm. But nobody's remember, nobody has in mind that if you win, even if you win 2020, if you win the presidency, you're not going to have, you're going to, if you have the majority in the Senate, you're not going to have 60, 60 Democrats in there. Mm-hmm. You know, so if Mitch McConnell is still in the oh, Senate, yeah. he's going to use the filibuster to make sure that no policy actually goes through, mm-hmm. you know, so, but uh, Buttigieg wants to change, wants to change those kind of things. He wants to change, he wants to abolish the electoral college you know which is controversial you know i you know i like i don't know much about the electoral college but like uh 
you know, it's something to look at because yeah. it, it's something it, like it, it just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't make sense, it you know, now. It's almost as if he, what you're, you're valuing is land instead of people, you yeah. know, and where people are deciding to move in the yeah, country exactly. is what states that people actually like to, mm. to, to go in and live in, you know. So there's that. He wants to, uh, uh, reform the the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. you know. He wants to, it, there's, so he wants to have fifteen judges on the Supreme Court, and uh, and ten of those judges will be appointed as they are right now. So what happens now is that if a Supreme Court resigns or a Supreme Court justice resigns or uh, dies, mm-hmm. the president nominates a a Supreme like a potential. Supreme Court justice, mm-hmm. and then it's sent to the to the Senate, and they have to vote for, you know, they have to like vote for for the nomination, mm-hmm. you know. But it's all like that process is really really political. You you saw that through the, uh, the with Mayor Garland with Obama. Yeah, you saw yeah. exactly with Obama how mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. just yeah. refused to vote yeah. on on uh, Obama's nominee. Mm-hmm. You saw that with uh, Gorsuch. You saw that with, yeah. especially with Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Kavanaugh, I think, was the. You I know, think it's since. I don't think we've ever seen this type of political. Theater. Yeah, for well, no, no, yeah, we kind of, no, kind of saying, back in like. No, I'm saying we haven't seen in when we, when we talk about the last. Just in in '93, I think no, it was '93. That black judge that passed, Clarence yeah, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, him too no, had no, his. But that, yeah, but it wasn't this it wasn't bad. Like this, it wasn't this bad. Clarence Thomas, like they, it, in some sense, it was it was even more fluid because after the things came out, they, they, they did an investigation. They actually brought her. Like it wasn't like they had to debate whether to bring her or not. They, they brought her. They let her say mm-hmm. her piece mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. and then they kept it moving. Like they didn't keep it. They didn't hold it over his head mm-hmm. or anything. Brett Kavanaugh. I don't think it, I don't even want to get in too much into it because it's a lot. But yeah. it was we haven't seen this type of political like theater for a long time. Yeah, it and was it, just from both think, side too. Yeah, and just, I think that showed us where we are right now in American politics. Yeah, that's why I'm saying Buttigieg. I like the fact that Buttigieg wants to change the way just politics works in Washington. Mm-hmm. So he wants to have ten Supreme Court justices who are nominated through the the um, like the political process, and mm-hmm. he wants to have five more justices so mm-hmm. instead of just having uh like however many you have i think you have nine or ten now it's yeah it's i think it's nine now isn't it yeah s- I, seven is it seven? it seven yeah it's seven, it's seven? because it's always, it's always like the winning seven or eight i think something like that because uh, i know like the winning for for example like one of the i think it was the abortion bill that passed it passed like what four to three or something like that okay so, yeah uh, so but he wants to have ten <laughs> who are appointed politically and five who are appointed based on the 10 who are on the bench. So mm-hmm. they have to vote. They have to have a minor majority vote on uh, a, a judge, a Supreme court justice to, mm-hmm. in order to sit there. So it like, it's just taking out the politics of the, the po- politics out of the Supreme court in mm-hmm. some, in some extent, you know, I, it's just too political, man. It's like the, 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 current process is not working well Mm -hmm. so he wants to do that he wants to get rid of the filibuster which allows it's not just the republicans it's actually democrats who started using the filibuster i think in 20 um, in 2006 or Mm 5 you know against bush and like even obama in his book he wrote about how that was a 
mistake, you know, because that just came back to really bite them. Uh, like for the past decade, Obama was was not able to do pretty much. He he got like almost like two things done throughout mm-hmm. his entire presidency mm-hmm. because of the filibuster. You know, um, like it, like the whole legislative system is not working at this mm-hmm. moment because of you. Basically, one party can just des- decide and say, "Well, we're just." Nothing is getting done for the for the upcoming four years, mm-hmm. and then uh, like he till the elections, and then they they use that to actually like as a political like uh, a weapon, you know, to win the, the 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 upcoming election. So I think that's that's actually a good thing that Pete Buttigieg is trying to do. Um, yeah, and he's not I, doing bad too bad in the polls either. When you talk about the lower tier, because top. Candidates, you would we'd obviously go Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Warren, and Bernie Sanders, top mm-hmm. four. And now you talk about the lower tier candidates, people judge is, is like he amongst, amongst the top four. Mm-hmm. I said he's right there, number five. Yep. So he pulls at five percent. So he's himself is doing better than the rest of the pack. Yeah, so. But the problem with Pete Buttigieg is, first of all, when it comes to minority voting, he's not popular. First of all, in his own district, he's not even popular now, mostly with. Like the recent shooting that happened, like that really exposed like him on a national it a stage. Mis- it was a miscalculation on his part yeah. to have said, "I'm not looking for your vote." When the when the when the person was like, "Hey, we're not gonna vote for you," and he's like, "I'm not looking for that." Went that's a super viral moment during that shooting. But you keep going on. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. So that really exposed him on a national platform and like his inability to do anything. Like eventually, on a general on a general debate. He'll come back to haunt him. And mostly if you look at like the polls, like he was polling not too long ago, like zero percent with black people. <laughs> so then he's not popular among among the blacks, not really popular mainstream. Like he had like I think like a two weeks to like a month thing where he was like a thing in the media. But then after it's as if like he tailed off. He tailed off like with, with the rest. You know, it's the same thing with Bed Beto Rock, same thing to a certain degree with um, yeah. Bernie Sanders. It's like they have they had their time and then they just tailed off yeah but yeah it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen once the field narrows because i'm pretty sure he's going to be make it to the the next uh, debates for sure so once you have only like 10 candidates on there it's going to be interesting to see how he performs there Mm. You know, so that's why I'm not counting out. I'm not counting out to someone like Battle or or Pete, or even just anyone who can actually make it to the next debates. Mm-hmm. As long as you actually get there, mm-hmm. yeah, you, like you should, you, like your moment can still come. You know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like I'm not counting counting them out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, someone also we should look forward towards like the um previous this the upcoming debate that just did well, like the one that just passed is Marianne Wilson. Williamson, oh, or Wilson, Mary. Williamson. Yeah, cool. uh, she she really stood out. Wait, we'll, this we'll, time. we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Mm. All right. Well, since we we talked about a lot of the important candidates, I f- I feel like it would be 
disingenuine to not talk about Marianne Will- Williamson, which is for me is also <laughs> part of the thought leaders in the party. I don't know why you guys are laughing. Oh my god! But for me, I was the first to introduce to this. Uh, this, <laughs> witch. this, this, this <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you, you were all black relax, on stage. Relax, not a, all black on stage. You guys, you guys think it's funny? It's not like she's very. She's become one of the thought leaders in the party. Oh my god! Like she's. No, no, and all seriousness, like the first time I, I remember, because I didn't know who she was. She was just on stage. I'm like, okay, who is this? And I saw she was like a writer, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And throughout the debate, I was kind of like, okay, I was listening. What I noticed more was that, man, like every time she talks, like, I know she couldn't let, we couldn't stay in the moment. It was something like, it always had to, like, as you're debating, you're talking about what's happening now and whatever, but she would always kind of bring the crowd to like, like she wouldn't let us live in the moment which was really funny and i think the funniest part for me was when um it was her fine well no they asked they asked her they asked a question about the what would you do i think i don't know if it, i think it was school shooting or something like that mm-hmm. and then she would i'll put i'll put the clip up and then she would, she was like the first thing i'll do is i'll call the prime minister of new zealand <laughs> and say and say i don't know girlfriend something. yeah because <laughs> this is the us of a baby and we're and i'm just like what is going on here but actually moving on to the sec to the second rounds of the bay like she actually because this was this is what happens when people aren't really attacking you within the party you have moments where you're you kind of looked at as kind of the the peacekeeper within these things. Mm-hmm. So there's times where candidates are going at it mm-hmm. and then the moderator switches to her and she kind of like levels the playing field, like just calms down the whole tension. And that's kind of her, her whole mantra is like, mm-hmm. yo, we need to be, I, like we, we need to stop with this immoral, this immoral healthcare system or immoral ec- economic system. Because one of the major things that is stuck in my mind when she said it, she's like, we don't have a healthcare system. We have a sickness system. Yeah. We take care of people after they become sick, but we must ask ourselves, why are they becoming sick? What is allowing for this to no, happen? No, I think that was Dulce. No, no, no. That no. was her. That was her oh, first, yeah. first round of the beast. She mm-hmm. said, she said, we need to, we need to address what are causing these things. Like in Flint, Michigan, what has, <laughs> what led to the lead poisoning? These are big farm. I mean, these are big companies neglecting their, mm-hmm. what they need to do for the environment and for the safe ke- keeping of people. So mm-hmm. behind all these things that will be my laugh at, mm-hmm. she has had some moments in the debate that have made her not only like, it's a funny thing. Yes. Yeah, talk about this and that, but also moments where, cause um, where she not only, she makes you think like it's, it, she has very thought provoking stuff, whether, yeah. whether it's funny, thought provoking or serious thought provoking moments. She has had moments where it's like, damn, you know, we must ask ourselves these questions. So, yeah. what what is your take with? Uh, um, yeah, I uh, I remember like I saw her as she was st- she started running. I just like watched an interview or two, but like I didn't pay much attention. <clears throat> but during the first debate, she the first round of debate, she was she was just weird to me. <laughs> you know, at least for the first the first time around. But uh, on in the second round, I found her pretty pretty sane actually yeah. <laughs> you know but although like now there people are criticizing her because she has controversial views on yeah. depression and she, even vaccine vaccines and depression yeah. so, or, or, or mevillian or some next next level word yeah so she yeah, has that but what was like she yeah on this in the second round of debate she was she would bring back everybody to like uh to 
to sanity, you know. Yeah, it was really. it was weird to see that she would be the one that to That sounds to, like an oxymoron what yeah, you're saying. To, <laughs> she brought everybody back to sanity. Yeah, everybody was expecting her to be the the kooky weird candidate, but she was actually bringing back people to sanity and she was she was the first to talk about reparation, which is actually a huge thing happening mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. US politics, although you can't even tell because mm-hmm. Nobody asked about yeah. it in the debates. And she has the most ambitious plans towards reparation. Yeah. Like, yeah. what, five, 250 to $500 billion, billion, billion dollars in reparation? Yeah. In reparation. So, Crazy. and that's like, that's a big, like, that's a big conversation that's to huge. be had. And we, I remember we, we talked about, so there was a hearing in, in Congress about reparations and they had, they brought people from, you know, both sides of the debate to argue ab- about whether they should study or not should study mm-hmm. reparations for slavery. And I remember we were talking about this and it's quite frankly, it's like, it's an interesting topic and people should like, people should actually look mm-hmm. into it. You know, mm-hmm. it, they shouldn't just brush it aside as they've done so far in the debates, you mm-hmm. know, like I, it would be interesting to see, to know where the candidates actually stand on, on reparations either for moderate such as like wh- whoever these weird mm. candidates are i can't mm. even remember their names but joe biden for example mm. or sanders i think sanders is against i think he's against reparations no uh, no 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 he is for no i think he's against I, i'm pretty he's sure against, he's, he's, he's against he's more mostly against the like the financial part of it yeah, the financial. He's, he's definitely with the at the research of it and that's what that's what that was a big moment for Marianne Wil- uh, Williamson during mm-hmm. that second, uh, that second round of debates. When she they, when she said she's like, okay, I'm looking at giving two hundred to five hundred billion to actually descendants of slaves because she's mm-hmm. like, and she and they brought it back and she brought it back to the fact that this is not just me throwing a random number. It's like if you look at it mm-hmm. in terms of history, like these slaves were after. Uh, they were emancipated. They were promised mm-hmm. uh, forty acres of land and a mule, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, if we look at it now, we look at it, the money value it would have now and what it would have led to along to the this, way. Yeah. I'm not saying her math is absolutely correct, mm-hmm. but the fact that she put she actually put, did put a yeah, number on she put it. A, she she put has a, a rationale behind yeah, it, too. and she exactly and she has the rationale and she has the rationale of it. She's like, for her, it's like this is not even uh, it's not like a wish list or anything. This, this is a debt that must be paid. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, reparations is a totally not a conversation. Like, I'm not really... I, I still have to grapple my head around it. But mm-hmm. the fact that she brought it, brought that up, I think it, it really opened people's eyes to certain things. And that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, she won't make it far. She's not going to be the primary candidate. She's not going to... I don't even think she'll make it to the... I don't, I'm not sure she'll make it to the... The to second. The, to, to the third round of debates. Third round, yeah. But she does like make people think about these certain issues and she does and in a sense she forces other candidates to also take stance on certain issues that's why i I like um, yeah i like what i like about these candidates these long shot candidates such as even herself or yang is that they're bringing ideas to the table and people like the race the race is being defined and actually influenced by those ideas you know so now you know you have like hopefully the moderators will ask a questions a question about reparations i think quite frankly it's it's important to ask that question and actually just know where the candidate stands whatever even if you agree or disagree with reparations it's like it's still a thing to be discussed you know like you know so 
yeah, we, we should see. We should see how how, how that goes. Mm-hmm. Now we can get into the heavyweights. Joe Biden. Sleepy Kamala, Joe. As Uncle Joe, Joe calls him. It, I think we, we can start with uh, what well, as we talk about them, we kind of go. Oh, we're going to go back and forth with them. But uh, Kamala Harris, she has a. Um, she used to be attorney general mm-hmm. of California. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of her. When you talk about the um, political capital that's being thrown out on the debate stage, a lot of people are going back to her record as a prosecutor, as, as a prosecutor, yeah. prosecutor right? Mm-hmm. So basically, um, during the, well, for me, Kamala Harris has, has always been a candidate that I do in a sense, I, 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 I like her because she's not only is she a strong candidate. She has, she, She's she's she upholds a lot. She's like she, sound. Like yeah. she loves a lot. She's obviously she's sound, and nobody could. She she doesn't roll over. She doesn't roll over easy. Whatever you say to her, expect a very strong comeback from Kamala Harris. So I always kind of liked her as a as a Democratic candidate. And not only that is that she's able to take on heavyweights. Like if we talk about people that could actually take on Trump, and for tr- people for Trump to be scared about, mm-hmm. for me number one is Kamala Harris. Yeah. To truly be scared about somebody is yeah. Kamala Harris because I don't even if she's wrong about something, boy, she will look like she's a hundred percent right. Yeah. And she during the first debate night, man, did she score some points? Like mm-hmm. she she was the story of the first round of debates with Joe Biden when she won against uh, Joe Biden for his record on uh, um, on busing, busing right? and, and yeah. when she was going when she, when she was going uh, on about it I'm like where is this heading to mm-hmm. and then she said relax and then she said um, um, that I was one of those girls that yeah. couldn't, that couldn't get into these schools because you oppose you oppose uh, you oppose uh, busing. yeah busing right mm-hmm. so I think that was a big woman that she scored major capital points there yeah um yeah let me compliment her before i criticize her (laughs) but kamala harris the what like what's good about her is that she brings on the fight Mm -hmm. you know the first in the first round of debates you it was kind of bland like nothing was really happening people were trying to go at joe biden for the crime, the you know, because he's the front runner. Mm-hmm. He was the he's he's the big name. He was mm-hmm. the vice president to Barack Obama, which makes it hard to attack him. First yeah, of all, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. people are trying to go over to go to uh, to attack him over his uh, record in uh, before he criminal justice. In yeah. in like he had he they signed the bill yeah, I think in, in 1994. 94, 94, 93, yeah. yeah, with yeah. Clinton. I think in ninety three, yeah. Yeah, so it was a which was a criminal justice reform bill, and well, what followed after that is that the 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 rate of uh, imprisonment yeah. went just skyrocketed. Yeah. You know, like it's and it's fair to actually ask Joe Biden questions about about his record on on that side but no one actually brought that fight you know yeah. and but Kamala Harris was able to actually handle her attacks and she mm-hmm. used her personal story as as a black person mm-hmm. black woman growing up in like, like the the eras after the the civil right in, after the civil right era mm-hmm. you know so Growing up in the 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. as pe- as people were trying to desegregate the United States, mm-hmm. so they had 
so you had these uh, policies such as busing, which would ensure that students, which would ensure that students would, uh, as I was saying, Kamala Harris was able to attack uh, Biden in some like, in some in a different angle than the the other candidates, mm-hmm. who actually tried to attack him on the criminal justice yeah. reform. Well, bill. you also have to give credit to Cory Booker because Cory Booker also attacked him. Uh, him and Kamala Harris both attacked Yeah, but Cory Booker, as I told uh, Ivan before, before yeah. the before we started recording, I told him, this guy, he's too nice. And, and <laughs> yeah, it's not a criticism be. to him. It's it's actually nice to see a politician who's just smiley and, you know. Yeah, it, like, but I, Let's go back to Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but Kamala Harris, um, she attacked Biden on his record on busing and just busing and how what he said about uh, segregationists. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, Biden, yeah. Uh, a few weeks back, now it must have been like uh, maybe a month ago, um, he Biden has this message of saying that he can unite people. He can work with... Uh, he can be a bipartisan president. He can mm-hmm. have a. He can create a bipartisan support behind him, saying that he can work with Republicans and Democrats, progressive, moderates, whatever. Which, it's all right, you know. But the thing is, it's not the vibe right now, you know. People want someone who's who has bold ideas and not just the, the the status quo person, you know. Especially given how the Obama presidency didn't work out as. As progressive when what progressives w- would have liked it and were envisioning it to work out in 20, 2008. So, yeah, so she came out and said, first of all, you said that uh, these segregationists, I think he said that they were fine people. or uh, No, not fine people. He said he could, he worked with them or they were never mean to him or something like yeah. that. And Kamala was like, what the hell? If these guys had their way, I would never have been able to become a senator, mm-hmm. let alone stand on, on this stage, you know? Mm-hmm. Or she said yesterday uh, in the second round of debate, she said, if these guys had their way around, Cory Booker wouldn't have been here. <laughs> president Obama wouldn't have been president and you wouldn't have become uh, vice president, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't see the why you're actually trying to bring up uh, bring up this record and saying and sh- shed a positive light on on your ability to work with segregationists, mm-hmm. you know. So that was that was that was a good line of attack. Mm-hmm. You know, the second one was, was on the busing policy mm-hmm. which Biden, it, it was just so weird because he didn't have a good response. That was in the first round of debates. He came out and he st- he started going, his response started going, oh, I opposed it because it's, uh, I, I wasn't like, I, I wasn't against busing per se, but I was against forcing states the federal government forcing state to enforce busing and that's the worst thing he could have done and that's that just that specific uh excuse as in you don't want people to enrich on on state rights is an that's just the worst yeah it's been it's been used around throughout history when you look at these racially even slavery yeah racially tense moment Mm -hmm. it's always about State infringing right. about state states, right? So that's what that that's probably the worst thing he could have done. Yeah, continue. that was just that was just the worst response he could have he could have given. Mm-hmm. He's he's he said he was trying to protect state rights, which 
that's just the worst because <laughs> even when people were trying to abolish slavery, mm-hmm. the argument on the other side was the government, the federal government is infringing on state rights. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we we're opposed to abolition, which is just one of that was just the, one of the worst thing that that those one of the worst position that those people could have taken mm-hmm. you know so yeah but what was funny and weirdly funny is that he was going on he was trying to explain himself and then in mid-sentence yeah. he said my time is up yeah and <laughs> then just stop talking like i was it was just so weird for me because before that moment he the moderators let him just go and talk whatever however long he wanted to to talk you know mm-hmm. so yeah th- which what happened after that debate is that he lost 10% percentage point in in his polling so kamala just kamala kn- shut up yeah, yeah she just knocked out 10 10 points out of uh Biden's polling and Kamala basically gained that that ten points. Mm-hmm. That's how she actually emerged to the f- mm-hmm. the top tier candidates. And know? we and we talked about how I was always saying how having your best moment early early on to the campaign mm-hmm. is also it's a blessing, but it's also a curse because mm-hmm. you open up yourself to attacks from other people, and that's what yeah. we saw from Kamala Harris in, in the round two of debates from. Because I, I this is this is what I was waiting for. Joe Biden to really attack her on the sec on the second round of debates, mm-hmm. but an unlikely out of nowhere from out of left field Tulsi mm-hmm. Gabbard yeah. comes and attacks Kamala Harris on things that are legitimate yep. things to attack uh, to attack her on, mm-hmm. saying that you imprisoned fifteen hundred people for marijuana marijuana usage. Mm-hmm. You also blocked evidence that would have helped uh, uh, Amy get off death row. Mm-hmm. You. You're you're one of the as you as we talk about criminal justice reform mm-hmm. and also as a black woman yourself, you're out here imprisoning the ver- the very same people that are you're like you're yes, trying to talk. They, yeah. You're trying Claim to claim you're you're yeah. working exactly. for, and, and then top, you go on TV and you laugh about and, it. And on top of that, when she was on the breakfast, because you were they were laughing about smoking weed or mm-hmm. or what whatnot, but you imprisoned people mm-hmm. for smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, or marijuana charges, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, these are very valid attacks. And I was waiting for Joe Biden to do that, but Tulsi Gabbard already did that job yeah. for him. And I was like, man, that is impressive. Because not only does Joe Biden come out come out of that looking like a fresh rose, mm-hmm. but also it helps him politically because he's not the one that he's not doing it. He's mm-hmm. not the one that attacked him. So he doesn't. So he can still keep that uncle joe look like hey i'm trying to get the country back together you know mm-hmm. i'm not being mean to anybody mm-hmm. but they're being mean to me <laughs> mm-hmm. and one thing america loves the most is the underdog story quote unquote because mm-hmm. during that debate around two what we saw is everybody attacking joe biden mm-hmm. yeah. coming out of anywhere and people love to see when that with that character is mm-hmm. down and everybody's attacking him he rises up and takes everybody down and that's mm-hmm. the thing that we saw about joe biden mm-hmm. have we transitioned about talking a, a bit about his record we saw that a lot in the second round of the base. The first night, the first round was somewhat, it, it, it lacked that Joe Biden fervor, that charisma mm-hmm. that we look at, looked at him for. Like, I look at him as a guy that no matter what happens, he's even killed. He's mm-hmm. never really stressing. Mm-hmm. But I saw him stress during those Kamala Harris attacks. The fact that he said my time is up was like something for me that I'm like, this guy does not know. He didn't see this coming at all. Mm-hmm. Second round, he comes in, relax, mm-hmm. very very and it was more engaged way more engaged and people were attacking him on all sides and he was he was the way he was delivering the message was incredible one of the best exchanges came with 
uh, Kristen Gillibrand, Gillibrand when she attacked him oh about you wrote an op-ed back in oh, 1981 yeah. about how women women leaving the the crib is detrimental to the nuclear family or something something to that sort and Joe Biden was like I'm I'm the guy that champions women's rights like every like every day I was helping uh, women's rights on college campuses you were with me I'll put the clip you were with me in Syracuse and you were saying you were thanking me so much for helping for helping women mm-hmm. like I don't know what changed now other than you're running for president and that was a huge moment because he's yeah. like because he it, we as as uh, spectators we already know politicians are hypocritical mm-hmm. like they only do what's advantageous to them right mm-hmm. and we saw we see that with Kamala Harris all the time she grabs these little moments mm-hmm. but during that moment Joe Biden exposes Kristen Gillibrand mm-hmm. and Kristen Gillibrand is by no means going to make it far in this no. race he's probably done after the second round mm-hmm. but the fact that he did that it already shows off I don't even have to try I already knocked you out of mm-hmm. the park. and that's a you big know? issue to mm-hmm. to reclaim the narrative over like the uh the women's the women's issues issue mm-hmm. you know so just sh- showing sh- because the thing is Kristen Gillibrand is running a, ca- a campaign as I'm this working mother I'm a, like I'm a feminist I'm mm-hmm. a women's advocate women's right advocate you know um so the idea that she attacked Joe and Joe was actually able to fight back and say hold on I'm actually a women's right advocate. Mm-hmm. I have a good record. You supported me before this. And which makes it so that, like, Gillibrand's credibility on women's issues mm-hmm. is actually playing in favor of uh, in favor of uh, Joe Biden, you know? So, And it's it's very interesting. Like, I don't, are, were you done on women's issues? Because I also no, wanted, no, 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 I wanted, I wanted to get into healthcare because mm-hmm. even 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 the fact that joe biden's name is so popular especially amongst african-americans because he served as vice president for barack obama mm-hmm. and for a lot and barack obama even said this is one of the best choices he's ever made mm-hmm. and we always saw videos of barack obama joe biden together and it was mm-hmm. always a thing like damn we want to see joe biden run for president mm-hmm. and black women are very the, the one of the most important votes of that or the most important vote during that during the next election coming up mm-hmm. and joe biden right now has the black women vote on lock they're still mm-hmm. throughout the first two rounds black women still are going to both are still in polling towards like positively voting for joe biden right mm-hmm. and he had he was explaining uh basically his health care stance he's like okay on on obamacare we already because people were like our health system is terrible but these are all the democrats that when obamacare came out they're like this is groundbreaking stuff right mm-hmm. here this is gonna help all the Americans, mm-hmm. and now they're when it comes to the debate time, we see how everybody switches up. And now Obamacare is the worst thing they've ever seen, etc. And Joe Biden pulled forth a plan in which, pe- like Americans, are still going to be able to keep their private insurance, but also have the option to either to either going to Obamacare, you know, mm-hmm. to, with, uh, with Medicare, with and there'll be a deductible or, or or buy-in, or you stay within your private insurance, and that's one of the things that will help him get those more moderate voters you know the ones that were always saying oh i have to pick between two uh, lesser evils that doesn't happen when you have a guy like joe Mm -hmm. biden that says hey you can keep your your private insurance if you want to or you could go into medic the medicare for all and that's one of the things that a lot of candidates have been grappling to where do we set that line Mm -hmm. kamala harris has said that they could keep it for 10 years Mm -hmm. and then afterwards they have to go in they have to go into medicare for all Mm -hmm. other candidates have flip up all over but joe mm-hmm. biden has kept like i'm building off 
Obamacare, Obamacare which was yeah. very which was very groundbreaking. And it's so funny that you like you look at the if you look at the debate, it seems like Obama was the worst president to ever walk on the planet because this is not Republicans attacking Obamacare. These are other Democrats attacking. Yeah, but uh, nobody's uh, yeah, saying it outright. Exactly. No, all these people are attacking Obama through proxy of Joe of Joe Biden. Even Cory Broker was like, uh, was because at one point, uh, uh, at one point, uh, Joe Biden was like, I wasn't president. You know, when it came to the issue of uh, immigration, right? Because mm-hmm. Obama deported the most the most immigrants out of every uh, out of any other president. Mm-hmm. And, well, and uh, Joe Biden was like, Well, I wasn't I wasn't president. And Cory Broker was like. You well, bring up Obama. You bring up Obama the most, so mm-hmm. uh, not, let's bring him up. You can't only bring him up when it's convenient. Mm-hmm. But it's like you look at these things, you're like, damn, if you don't know, and that's not like I'm a huge Obama fan either, mm-hmm. but if you don't, if you look at it from the naked eye, you're like, Obama, is, you guys make him seem like he's a really bad guy. And mm-hmm. I think that's what, when it comes to these debates, it's like, damn, you really get to see mm-hmm. how much, how, how much, um, how much people want to get uh, cap- political capital for? Like they don't care what what it costs. Smearing Obama's name, yeah. they do not but, care. Yeah, but the also the other side of it too is that the, the, the Democrats are more progressive than what Obama was in two thousand and eight or two thousand and twelve. Obama, despite what would you would see on Fox News, we'll, we'll do an episode on Obama and his like his record, but. He was pre- a pretty centrist guy. He was a mm-hmm. center left guy. He was, he was a moderate. He mm-hmm. would be probably the most, the least progressive guy on 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 the stage mm-hmm. now, you know. So, the fact that you you've had Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren actually define the race and make the Democratic Party really really progressive than it used to be a couple of years ago, that just makes Obama like. Like Obama look something that's just out of date now, mm-hmm. you know. So, but there is, there's still that reverence for Obama because he, he's the like he's Michelle Obama is the most liked mm-hmm. woman in America. Obama polls in the really, world. really really high. You know, I don't. No, I don't. No, no, I don't. In I don't, the world, no, I don't, they made I don't, a thing in the world. She's this no, year. I, say, I, was, I would disagree that there's reverence for Obama. There's reverence maybe behind the scenes, but during the, the no, but no, nobody. You, I, I can guarantee you this. Nobody is going to say, for example, Obama. Like nobody is actually going to try to go attack Obama directly. Although, although. Um, Julian Castro said mm-hmm. things like, "Oh, we disagreed." Uh, as I was, as he was in the, ca- he, he used to be the uh, the Secretary of Housing uh, and Urban yeah. Development under yeah. the Obama administration. He said that he disagreed with uh, Biden and Obama on a couple of issues, but he's not going to go straight for Obama. That's that's just not happening. Obama is polling pretty high, and once you actually get the nomination. You want to use Obama yeah, to are. to to campaign with you, you know. So nobody have, is going to but when you burn have that people bridge. Like Cory Booker, Bill De Blasio, saying this, this he because the the question that has come up during this this election at uh, mm-hmm. this uh, election is that do you decriminalize illegal border crossings? Mm-hmm. And this is where this is one of those things where you have to take a position, and whatever position you take, mm-hmm. it's going to cost you a lot because. Joe Biden has taken the position that if you cross the border illegally, mm-hmm. then you should be prosecuted, you know, mm-hmm. still by, the, uh, and then other people have taken a position, we should decriminalize it and make it a civil courts mm-hmm. issue, right? Because they're saying it's the fact that 
you could that it's a federal a federal problem that it has allowed Trump to you know separate uh one yeah because it's a very I, I wanted to get everybody's take on this about the this position of decriminalizing the border mm-hmm. or not decriminalizing it because it seems like this is actually this is going to be a turning point within the Democratic Party like are we going to be saying because though during the uh, Obama years the I, I forgot I think maybe Secretary of State or somebody was like if you de- decriminalize border crossing then it would it incentivize more immigrants to cross the border mm-hmm. illegally yeah so this is a turning point mm-hmm. are, is this Democratic Party going to say now we're not going to criminalize people across the border illegally. Like, what? where are we going at this moment? And this is where any candidate that takes the whatever position you take, this is going to be a turning point for you. Yeah, I feel like my 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 sense is that although this is it's actually a small issue in terms of immigration reform as a whole, you still have DACA, you know, mm-hmm. that you have to work work around you know it's that's pretty that's much bigger than you know decriminalizing making it a civil violation instead of a criminal violation that's that's a bigger discussion but i feel like it's not going to play out well for people who are against decriminalizing during the primary except for biden because he has the that name name recognition but once you get to the general election it's not going to play well for democrats to say they want to decriminalize exactly to decriminalize so it's you know pick up pick your poison what do you Mm -hmm. want do you want Mm -hmm. to win the primary or you want to do better in the general election i Mm -hmm. i feel like biden will take the safe bet and what is kamala position on on this i'm pretty sure she said we're gonna decriminalize decriminalize yeah yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll, the, we'll see. To the prosecutor, attorney general. Um, that's pretty yeah. crazy. But mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, also, I, I just want to add on Kamala a bit. She, she doesn't have a good track record no, as a as a, a, a prosecutor. Yeah, you know, yeah. she, she, like how I remember reading a, an article a while back and detailing how she ran, she ran her campaign to become the. The, the attorney general in uh, California. In California, she unseated a more progressive guy than her. Like it was a progressive white mm-hmm. dude. I don't remember his name, but he, the guy, instead of actually like finding uh, uh, homeless people or that kind of stuff, he would just give them food and that kind of thing. Kamala, when <laughs> when she became attorney general, she she said she was going to start finding parents. Thank you for making that. If kids were were missing school or something, you know. So, which not even finding. Did she say she would lock them up too? <laughs> well, if you don't pay the fine, you yeah, you, you yeah, go yeah, to you jail. Can. You know, which for progressive was like a big what the hell because <laughs> yeah. most parents it's California, California is so progressive, so uh, liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most parents, the, the argument from progressive is that most parents who can't like who can't follow whether their kids are going to school or missing school is because they don't have they're either working two jobs or you know they're they're going through hard times and mm-hmm. it's hard to focus on the education of the kid instead of finding the parents you, what you do is that you make it easier for the you make the conditions easier for parents to actually follow and pay close attention to their kids education mm-hmm. you know but Kamala Harris was mm-hmm. going to <laughs> she was 
<laughs> she was taking Only Kamala Harris would say that. Yeah. I'm gonna find. You I'm know, gonna find an imprisoned pair of pronouns. She, she, she's yeah. really. She's. She doesn't have a good record, man. Mm. And she. And that's why I remember we talked about it after the first round of the debates. Like, because mm-hmm. you were like, "Damn, she had a really good night or whatever." And mm-hmm. I remember. I remember saying, "I'm like, at the end of the day, black people are not gonna are gonna want to vote for Kamala." They, they might. If she make. If she makes it, obviously, if she's the main uh, primary. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the. Democratic candidate, they'll vote for it because she's a Democrat, mm-hmm. right? I'm talking in the primaries, man. Black people don't like Kamala Harris. What if if the choice is between Biden and Kamala Harris? Oh, black people will go for Joe Biden. Yeah. Do you think and so? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Black women are is are already a solid take for Joe Biden. Kamala Harris does not make a dent in that. And black women are fam, they're, they're one of the most safe bets in, in terms Maybe of black like, women, but I don't know in general. Although Kamala Harris, oh, Kam, that's that's the thing. We're debating whether Kamala Harris, a black woman, could get the black vote from another from an old quote unquote white guy. Uh-huh. Kamala Harris, for me, the fact that we're even debating is a it just it just shows Kamala Harris cannot get the black vote as opposed to Joe Biden. She's not getting it. it period yeah, for know. me because period she's not. I remember. It. I don't know. I don't know how representative this is, but I remember. Can you click it? Um, as I was saying, um, I. I don't know how representative this is, but just when Kamala announced that she was running, first of all, she announced on Martin Luther King um, Jr. Day, day uh, in America, so which was playing into the whole, you know, I'm the next Obama or, you know, the next African-American uh, leader, you know, of in, in America. But I remember uh, Charlemagne, the God, <laughs> the God mm-hmm. endorsed her. Charlotte on, Jermaine Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he actually endorsed her on the first, like the first, uh, just the first week, I think. <laughs> and and that was that was actually the he endorsed her in the interview that she said she smoked weed yeah. in the nineties and she listened to Tupac. Yeah, before no, no, no. It's Tupac, two it's two different questions. It was it wasn't. No, no, me, no, but the oh, same yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she said she listened to Tupac. Yeah, no, for, for, me, for, for, for me, that wasn't a... That wasn't, it's not a big issue. It's one of those where, you know, you're in the interview, you're in the floor, you mm-hmm. say one thing and it leads to another. I don't think people were making a bigger deal out of it. No, it's me. not It's not that big, but the weed one is big because if, mm-hmm. if, you, if you actually prosecuted people yeah, for, that's, for that's weed thing, yeah. when you, you smoke weed in yeah. the 90s, <laughs> then there's something wrong yeah, with you there, yeah. you know? Um the the Tupac Snoop Dogg thing that she said was just like okay, mm-hmm. just another politician, you mm-hmm. know, you know. But yeah, she, to me, she doesn't come out. She doesn't. She doesn't look too frank or honest. She looks like a so, just a politician who's actually trying to grab on, grab, get power, you know, and seeing it's she she has a chance to to. To, she has the chance to become president and she's using whatever whatever yeah. means that she can to to become president she to me she doesn't sound that honest or frank as like you you can actually see the difference between Kamala and let's say Obama in 2008 mm-hmm. you you yeah I was saying um Kamala doesn't come out to be like as frank as someone like Obama was in 2008 you know she wait so you me, think Kamala is dishonest I, I wouldn't say dishonest but she seems to be opportunistic you know although hmm. you need some 
you need some level of like ego and just trying to catch on the moment and riding the wave to become a let's say a president of the United States or like to be able to achieve what let's what Obama has was able to achieve obviously but it feels like she really she really adjusts to the wind a lot you know she doesn't just like say okay i believe in this people are against it a lot of people are against it i'm going to fight for it you know as like behind obama i could really see someone who actually believes 100% what he's saying you know mm-hmm. but behind kamala i can see that she like I, for me it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if once she's elected she's she she wants to have the health care that Biden is proposing instead of like a yeah. Medicare for all type of thing like she to me I, I feel like she's more and let me give her some credit she it's not as if she doesn't say that uh, she's a pragmatic politician she says that she the way she looks at politics is uh she doesn't come uh, to it in in terms of like a fixed ideology and saying i know exactly what i want to do she mostly takes issues uh pragmatically she looks at the issues at the moment what we can do like how is the political scene what we can achieve therefore let's try to adjust to the moment so that's fine it's that's pragmatic but I get this weird vibe that she tries to play both games of saying I'm really the I'm ideological I have a strong ideology of like a progressive ideology and play the the pragmatic ideology the pragmatic uh, part when the, you you actually uh, ask her why she she does adjust to these to these I, I would agree with what because you could even see it simply in her healthcare plan because she wanted Joe Biden because she's like you're putting in too much power into the hands of like these private insurance companies. Like they don't care about the American people. Well, if you actually believe in that, then why does your healthcare plan allow for people to stay 10 years mm-hmm. in their insurance company? If you really believe that insurance companies and private healthcare insurance are so bad, mm-hmm. then you should cut it out the first chance you get. So I agree with what you're in saying. In 10 years too, the, no, the no. issues that people it's oh. too it'll go beyond two of her terms exactly which makes no sense it, does, it, it just doesn't no make sense. any sense and plus in between you have a hundred a bunch of people that will fail to get covered some people might even die as a result of the lack of coverage and second of all like apparently according to joe biden like her plan after 10 years is going to cost like three trillion dollars so for a country like the united states that's already in death three trillion dollars it's it's a lot and it's impossible to have such a plan and not raise the tax, the middle class tax. I don't think it, that's possible. And I forgot who said it best. It wasn't even a major. It was it was one of the the lower the lower guys who like, yo, let's be honest about about the the math here. You let's just be honest about what we're saying because once we're gonna get to the general election with Donald Trump, he's gonna bring this out because mm-hmm. you're saying that you're not gonna raise the middle class tax, but you eventually you'll have to do that. It, it, it's like her campaign doesn't add up because she did <laughs> also in in the first round of debates the when they asked her if you had one thing that you would make sure you did as a president what it would be she said it would be a middle uh tax cut for the middle class in the u.s yet at the same time she's proposing a health care plan that would basically increase taxes at least sanders is is honest about it it would increase taxes and that's fine because People are getting more out of this 
the health services than they're mm-hmm. paying in taxes. So that's fine. I'm like I'm not against that, but mm-hmm. at least be honest to say that exactly. it's going to increase taxes. Don't yeah. don't play both games of saying I'm going to have a tax cut on uh, the middle class and have a healthcare uh, program that's going to you know be universal without raising taxes it just doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. and it's not as if one last thing it's not as if she's proposing a taxing like a tax uh uh reform that is like that which uh senator warren is proposing mm -hmm. so andrew yang or andrew yang or something like that warren is proposing a wealth tax on if you make more than 50 million dollars in a year in per year if you have a revenue of more than 50 million on the the 50 51 million dollars mm-hmm. that you're making you get like i think you get like two cents two off, cents off, off the dollar something of like the dollar yeah. you know so it's progressive income tax yeah it's a wealth tax it's you know but people like rich people won't like it obviously mm-hmm. but it's not as if and warren her like her that tax would actually be able to pay for a lot of stuff yeah. because if you add it up, it's a lot of yeah, money. It would be able money. to pay for college, universal mm-hmm. pre-K, and yeah. a lot of programs that yeah. she's proposing. But Kamala is not proposing anything of that sort. Mm-hmm. So, so what it exactly? Just, it just simply doesn't add up. Yeah. But t- let me end on a good note for Kamala. I think she would be the the best performer against Donald Trump in, in the general election. She would like, be. In the debates, I think she would just crush Trump yeah, or at least go head to head to head with Trump. Mm-hmm. And second to that would probably be Biden. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Kamala looks like she would be the best debater against Trump out mm-hmm. of all the candidates. So, Well, I, I think it's time to close it off. I think I want to close it off with anybody. Well, predictions and, and favorites. Like, who do you, would you like to see come out of the general election? And who do you think? Who do you want? To, who do you want to see? And then who do you think will actually come out? Um, and then if you have any specific ticket you want to see, I, I'll give the top three that I think are going to probably going to come out of. You have to say top two, man. Top no, two. no, I'll give top three because <laughs> you have to be brave. You no, no, no. Be... I'm not giving. Like I can't. I can't see clearer than top yeah. three at this moment. <laughs> so it's Biden, Kamala Harris, and Elizabeth Warren. That's my top three. Who are probably going to to win the denomination, uh, and uh, for me, I would like to see more of uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, in the in the race. I'd like to see more of him, more more of his ideas in um, in the debates and going forward. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking out for. Yeah, to be honest, me, I don't have a clear favorite. Like I've been following like some of the policies of these different candidates. As to be honest, like. It's kind of hard to see who's going to come out. Like, before when it started, it was, oh, Joe Biden, Joe Biden's going to come out. Well, he still has the best chance out of everyone to come out. And honestly, I think he has the best chance out of all the Democrats present to beat Trump in a general election. But, like, in terms of favorability, like, um, like who I would think, to be honest, I, I couldn't, couldn't, like, narrow it down to, like, at most, like, four or five. And I, you know, like, say which is just like, <laughs> I mean, like I agree with your list, though. But that makes sense. Like the top three would probably be Camilla, Warren, and Biden. But also the thing is with like the primary. I mean, with these debates, is like with every debate, things change. Like for like the first debate, Kamala Harris came out. You know, Elizabeth Warren was the big thing. Then the second debate, it's like, 
Warren was the winner pretty much. Kamala Harris, she kind of like stayed stagnant, if not decreased a bit. And like Joe Biden's pretty much static. So, I mean, you never know, like, depending on the debates, like people switch positions and yeah it's hard I to would predict. say uh my favorite to come out is Joe Biden, and I would like to see Joe Biden come out because when you talk about winning a general election, I don't think anybody else per se because we don't have tickets yet. If we had tickets, I can probably make a different decision, but without mm-hmm. a ticket right now, I would say Joe Biden, and eventually with his ticket, I think his tickets would even make him more likely what ticket would you like to see? I'm not gonna say what ticket I'd like to see. But I would I would say Joe Biden already without a ticket has the best chance to beat Donald Trump in a general election because you're mm-hmm. talking about an election where now you're gonna be trying to get these independents. What ticket do you think would be best suited to beat Trump? Let me rephrase like to rephrase that question. Biden and like and which I'm, I'm, I, I don't I don't want I don't want to do that not yet I don't want to say which ticket would be best suited to beat Trump but I would like. But I, I def for for me, Joe Biden even without a ticket is best suited to beat Donald Trump in a general election because you're talking about it's not the Democratic primaries anymore. This is about winning the hearts of all Americans, you mm-hmm. know, from Americans in Ohio to Americans in California to Florida to whatever. I think Joe Biden has the best chance to do that. Not only that, it's just question for him. He just needs to survive this. Mm-hmm. Like I watched Formula One. There's cer- there's certain races where the conditions are so bad let's say it's raining the track is hard where if you're um if you're let's say a somewhat good driver you don't even have to race all you have to do is survive the race not make a mistake not crash your car and you will probably end up top three on podium or at least top five so i think this is this this is the same thing for joe biden survive these attacks have a little jab come back Mm -hmm. don't make a major mistake and you're going to be the Democratic nominee, mm-hmm. and you're most likely to beat Donald Trump at the ballot box. You're able to get black women to vote for you. You're able to get black people to vote for you. You're able to get, you know, people in Ohio to vote for you, people in Michigan to vote for you. You have a good chance of beating Donald Trump. So that, for me, is my prediction. That That's what I would like to see. Mm-hmm. So any final words? Jermaine? Yeah, and also, like, one last thing I could add. The thing, one argument that people give forth towards why Biden would be an ideal candidate to beat Trump because Biden and Trump are both like, you know, it's both white men. So apparently they tap into like the same audience to a certain degree, even like their speech towards the same audience. And Biden has the potential to poach a lot of Trump's voter. So then like um, that's also one of the reasons why like many people think that Biden like and also one of the reasons why like I think that Biden against Trump, Biden would would probably come out. Yeah. Well, on that Thank you for tuning into our episode, very lively episode, a lot of pauses <laughs> around the place, but uh, thank you for tuning in, and this was Beyond Culture, goodbye and good night. Good night! Good night! Good night.